Well, hello and welcome to H2 Tech Talk, the podcast series from H2 Tech, the hydrogen technology journal from Gulf Energy Information. I'm Adrian Bloom, Editor-in-Chief of H2 Tech and your host for H2 Tech Talk today. This week, we'll be talking with Greg Shoemake, Managing Director of Green Circle, a Lummis technology company. And before we get started with the discussion, I'd like to remind you to share and subscribe to the H2 Tech Talk podcast for more expert discussions on technology and trends in the hydrogen sector. It's easy to do. Just click the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or Blueberry. So with that said, um, I'd like to invite Greg to introduce himself and his role and to tell us a little bit more about Lummis Technologies Green Circle Unit. Greg? Adrian, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today with you to discuss Lummis Technology and our Blue Hydrogen Solutions. Uh, as stated, I am Greg Schumake and I am the Managing Director of Lummis Technologies Green Circle Business Unit, where I'm responsible for the overall strategic planning and the management of the business unit. I have over 25 years of experience in the downstream refining and petrochemicals industry, and the majority of that time I've spent in hydrogen technology and the hydrogen market. I've performed various roles through process engineering, process licensing, and engineering management. Some background on Lummis Technology, we are a master licensor of over 130 process technologies, primarily in the petrochemical, polymers, refining, hydroprocessing, gas processing, and hydrogen markets. We support these various technologies through continual research and development, as well as the design and supply of proprietary equipment and providing continuing life cycle services for these various technologies. In order to better support our client needs, Lummis is always very in tune with the market. We're constantly evaluating trends, changes, and possible shifts in the market. And as we've seen in the last few years, there's been a truly significant shift from various entities companies, governments, and society in making commitments toward an overall global energy transition. Lummis, being very agile in nature, we've set up the Green Circle business unit to address the global energy transition. In Green Circle, we bring technologies which are already within the Lummis portfolio under our umbrella that are focused on this energy transition. In addition, we're actively identifying, uh, developing technologies which could be a viable solution to our customers and we also collaborate with third parties to develop and commercialize these technologies, again, focused on the energy transition. So Green Circle, we're focused on three main areas within this global energy transition. The first area is the circular economy. And in this area, we're looking at utilizing municipal solid waste as a feedstock. And where we're also focused on plastic waste processing or recycling of the plastic waste of virgin grade material, utilizing our advanced chemical recycling technology. The second area is sustainability, which includes a number of technologies uh, to produce chemicals from biofeedstocks, as well as renewable fuels production. And then finally, decarbonization, where we are ready to deploy technologies for carbon capture. We perform energy efficiency evaluations. And of course, it includes our blue hydrogen technology solutions. Yeah, wow, that's an impressive portfolio. And I'm, I'm sure uh, it will certainly be a growing one as uh, things go forward. So um, can you tell me a little bit about focusing on that decarbonization uh, aspect of your po portfolio and the blue hydrogen technology that you have? Um, I know that there are two options for the blue hydrogen process that Green Circle has. And I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about what is the difference um, 
in, in, in the technology between those two blue hydrogen processes? And how does this impact their technical application? Sure. For hydrogen specifically, it's important to note that, that we as Lomas have been designing and supplying hydrogen plants globally for over 50 years. And during this time, Lummis has licensed more than 150 hydrogen plants. And with that, as you said, you know, Lummis Technology, we offer two proprietary blue hydrogen solutions. The first one is based on steam methane reforming, or SMR, and the second one is based on autothermal re- reforming, or ATR. Mm-hmm. And before I discuss the differences in these two solutions, I think it's important to provide a little background on these technologies and how they've been used in the past. You know, for several decades, steam methane reforming has been the standard and the most efficient method for large-scale hydrogen production. It produces a typical hydrogen CO ratio in excess of five to one, which obviously is very good for hydrogen production. Unfortunately, this process produces large amounts of CO2 from the combustion side of the process and thus has been labeled gray hydrogen production, right? Whereas ATRs have traditionally been used for syngas production, since it produces a hydrogen to carbon monoxide ratio of approximately two to one, which has been much more suitable for syngas applications such as methanol production and or gas to liquids applications. Mm -hmm. So with the focus changing to hydrogen production with a lower overall CO2 footprint, and in the case of blue hydrogen, the capturing of the CO2, ATRs are now being viewed as an alternative solution to an SMR. And this is due to the lower amount of CO2 produced compared to an SMR, as well as the ease at which the CO2 capture uh, can happen with the technology. So going back to an SMR, the heat required for reforming, since it's an endothermic reaction, takes a lot of heat. It's provided by combustion of hydrocarbon fuels, which produces CO2 in the flue gas. But a typical flue gas, it's at low pressure. So for steam methane reforming, CO2 is captured using both pre-combustion and or post-combustion carbon capture technologies. And for pre-combustion capture, that utilizes a typical amine-based unit that captures the CO2 from the process stream, so it's at at pressure, and it's typically upstream of the typical PSA unit for a hydrogen plant. And our technology, we can capture CO2 ranging from 50% all the way up to 70%, depending on the overall configuration of the unit. And obviously, the pre-combustion carbon capture technology has a lower overall capital cost and utility requirement uh, Mm -hmm. compared to a post-combustion technology. Mm -hmm. But as we look at the CO2, if we remove it via post-combustion carbon capture, obviously, it's more expensive. It's more difficult to remove due to the low pressure of the flue gas, the lower concentration of the CO2, and the tendency of the excess oxygen in the flue gas to degrade the solvent. So the typical CO2 capture with post-combustion, we can reach approximately 90% CO2 capture. And again, this technology, the post-combustion has a higher capital, capital cost and utility requirements. Mm-hmm. However, if we combine both the pre- and post-combustion carbon capture, we can result in a carbon capture percentage of 95% plus. So mm-hmm. as we move to an ATR, the reforming heat's provided primarily via partial oxidation with a pure oxygen stream inside the ATR reactor. Thus, the majority of the CO2 is in the process stream, so it's at pressure, which allows the CO2 to be removed without risk of contaminating or degrading the solvent. And for ATR-based designs, typically pre-combustion capture is utilized since, again, the CO2 is produced through combustion is very limited, maybe for some feed preheat. So with Lummis' ATR blue hydrogen solutions, we can achieve 95 to 99% of the CO2 uh, capture. 
So even though most of the blue hydrogen discussion uh, these days have been centered on autothermal reforming technology, uh, Lummis understands there are some applications where an ATR may not be an ideal fit. So the selected blue hydrogen technology really depends on the overall CO2 capture requirements, the availability mm-hmm. of the oxygen, utility pricing, overall client requirements, uh, as well as just other design considerations. Okay, interesting. So lots of things to consider in uh, the specific uh, project that you're looking at. So um, another question is, uh, so how can the CO2 that's captured from that blue hydrogen process be sustainably used or stored? Uh, The use of the CO2 really needs to be addressed by a mix of solutions, right? And there's three main areas where we see the application of CO2. And Lummis has executed projects that addresses each of these areas. The first area is the enhanced oil recovery, where the CO2 is injected into an oil reservoir. You know, it pushes the additional oil to a production well bore. That's one area. The second area is the sequestration or the storage of the CO2. And again, that's typically in either an empty reservoir or other geologic type formations. And then finally, really the third area is the utilization of the CO2. And in this area, we're already utilizing CO2 in the production of synthesis gas, fertilizer production, production of methanol, food grade CO2, and liquid CO2. Mm -hmm. Uh, We continue to look for pathways to utilize the CO2. And and one example of this is Lummis' Luria Olefins technology, where we're utilizing CO2 as a feedstock to produce ethylene and or propylene. And this overall area uh, of application of CO2 is, is something not only Lummis, but, but many companies uh, are truly focused on. A lot of R&D effort is, is being poured into this area at the moment. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Um, so it's an exciting way to hear that we can reuse something that is, you know, otherwise considered to be uh, harmful waste. So that's, that's great to hear that, um, you know, this app, these applications are really gaining ground. Um, so speaking of looking at blue hydrogen as the technology pathway, what do you think is the viability of blue hydrogen for meeting global demand for clean or low, low carbon hydrogen over, you know, let's say the next 30 years? Um, and how does Lummis plan to adopt blue hydrogen moving forward? No, that's a great question, Adrian. You know, currently the global demand for hydrogen is approximately 80 million tons per year. And this demand primarily covers refining and really the ammonia or fertilizer markets. And since hydrogen is now being thought of and utilized now as an energy carrier and a way to decarbonize various processes, the global hydrogen ban is expected to grow at a multiple out to the year 2050. You know, some of these estimates show this multiple could be double or triple uh, at a minimum, and others show it could be increased between six and tenfold the current levels of hydrogen production. Mm-hmm. So we think this increase in demand will be met with a, really a variety of solutions. And we think there will be some regionalization uh, based on these hydrogen solutions. Mm-hmm. For instance, some areas have the ability to utilize CO2 for enhanced oil recovery, like we talked about earlier, uh, while others may have good solar or wind capabilities to produce green power, which will be used to produce green hydrogen. Currently, there's still some challenges with the scale up and the cost of green hydrogen production. So, you know, therefore, in order to meet these increased levels of hydrogen production, Blue hydrogen will be a key part of the energy transition and one of the primary methods of large-scale hydrogen production in the future. And as we evaluate the market, we believe blue hydrogen production will be a mix of both new plant builds as well as revamps to existing units. And the interesting part of, of blue hydrogen technology is it's truly not a new technology. 
you know, carbon capture and syngas plants has been around for decades. Uh, Lemus have been executing projects in carbon capture for almost 30 years. In fact, a large portion of our syngas experience is utilized captured CO2, which is utilized within the process to increase CO production. So you couple that carbon capture experience with our hydrogen experience, we believe Lemus is well positioned to provide a complete solution to our customers. All right, great, interesting. So um, what other types of technologies will Green Circle look to invest in going forward? And, you know, does the business, does the business unit have plans to explore other types of hydrogen production technology or, um, you know, what, what do you have on, on your plate there? Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. Our, our team will continue to focus on technologies that address, again, the global energy transition, really the three main areas, right? The circular economy, we're looking at, at various things where we can utilize waste uh, to produce recycled materials, uh, sustainability. We're con- continuing to look at renewable fuels production as well as chemical production from biofeedstocks. And then decarbonization, we continue to uh, you know, evaluate, look at carbon capture technologies, as well as other hydrogen solutions. So going back to your, your second question, uh, do we have plans to explore other pathways of hydrogen production? The answer is, that is absolutely uh, we're exploring other technologies, and in fact, uh, I think in a few months, we may need to uh, have another discussion in order to go through some of our new developments in that area. So it's an exciting time right now for Lummis Technology. <laughs> that would be fantastic, and, uh, and I'm glad to hear it. Uh, certainly exciting times for Lummis and, and uh, for the industry as a whole, and um, we're very excited to hear uh, what you have upcoming so I want to thank you, Greg, for sharing your insights with the H2 Tech audience today. Thank you, Adrian. It's been a pleasure. And uh, also to the audience, as a re- reminder, if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to share and subscribe to the H2 Tech Talk podcast on Apple Podcasts or Blueberry. See you next week. <laughs>